Hello and welcome to Jen's XYZ Podcast. This space is created with diverse content creators to discuss generational challenges, having their voice vibrate and collaborating while bridging the generational gaps with engaging dialogues and of course, some controversial topics. Music, politics, religion, business, relationships, mental health, social justice, and equalities. We plan to have real talk that will transform lives. So I'm your host, Denise Hanks-Lawrence, author, writer, speaker, preacher, coach, mentor, wife, and mother. And joining with me are our other hosts, Kelly, Danielle, Rachel, and Robin. Hey guys, my name is Kelly Sturt and I'm totes my goats happy to be here. A little bit about me, I'm a vlogger, I'm a mother, I'm an educator, and I'm just super excited to be here with all these women from different generations to talk about what's going on today. Hey y'all, my name is Rachel, I am a registered nurse and I work in the NICU. This is a new journey for me, but I am excited to be a part of this journey with these wonderful ladies and I hope that we can just have some real talk and talk about what's going on with our life, what's going on with the day before and the things that we look forward to and the things that we like to see. Hey guys, my name is Danielle. I'm a law student. I'm 20 years old. I'm a content creator, natural hair blogger, small business owner and overall just a creative and I'm excited. I'm so excited to be here with all these wonderful women to be able to share our thoughts and create this space to give persons a voice. And I can't wait to see what's in store. Hey everyone, my name is Robin. Yes, more like the ice cream though. That's how it's spelled. Basket Robins, that's me. Um, a little bit about me. I'm almost 30, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I'm an artist. Like I literally do everything except for paint. Um, I also have two undergrad degrees. Um, and this is very new for me. I'm normally behind the scenes, not the talkative one um, in the bunch, but I'm excited to see where this goes. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you will join us on our weekly podcast. And that is Generation X, Y, and Z. Tune in, subscribe, download, and support. Thank you. We'll be back. Well, here are some highlights for today's episode on culture and heritage, the way we see things different. Yeah, I brought y'all in. I can take y'all out. What? Mm. That's one of the lines. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's, That's the main one, one right there. Mm. Like the differences between being raised in America in a Jamaican home, very different. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. If you don't know your words, you get beaten. Mm. In America, mm. them not getting a beat. Mm. Mm. No. My girl, listen. <laughs> you know, with the Jamaican parents, they're comfy you in the head if you get something wrong. Hope you're ready. Let's go right into our show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to our recording of Jen's XYZ podcast. I'm your host, Denise Hankson Lawrence. Hey, guys, what's going on? Hey, everybody. Hope you're having a great day. Hey y'all, I'm ready to talk today. Hey, hey, we here. Well, we're just gonna jump right in. We're all here. We're gonna jump right into our conversation on today to talk about a little bit about traditions and culture and our Jamaican heritage and church and everything. So, you know me, I'm X. So I'm about to listen to what y'all have to say. So whoever mm. wants to chime in, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm not scared of y'all. I'm not scared. I'm scared. I brought y'all in. I could take y'all out. What? Mm. 
some of us are born in Jamaica, some of us some of us are born here in America, but our parents were Jamaican. I think that's probably just me, right? <laughs> no, okay, Rachel, yes. But basically, we're all Jamaican, so that's just disclaimer. And we're going to talk about what it was like growing up in a Jamaican household, in a Jamaican church, and also going to an all-American school. Like, the differences between being raised in America in a Jamaican home, but yes. going to American Man. school. Man. So yeah, let's just dive in, y'all, because it's very different. Man. Very different. <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Okay, I'll start. I'll start. Yes. So, one of my biggest, biggest pet peeves growing up, and I'm pretty sure you guys can all relate, is when they tell you that you're contradicting them because you told them that they were wrong. Anybody else experience that? Yes, ma'am. I didn't get the contradicting part. It was more of don't tell me. <laughs> they know. Like, I, especially, okay, so I was born in Jamaica. So I had my accent. I was already talking by the time I got here. So <laughs> starting to go to school now, it started transitioning to more American how you're supposed to speak. And I'm putting up quotes because, you know, Americans don't speak proper English neither. <laughs> and I used to like try to like tell my grandma how it's supposed to sound, and she just you know she not having it. <laughs> I can relate to that one too, Robin, because I remember writing an essay for school, and you know they use the the um, British English to write stuff in Jamaica, mm-hmm. and my dad was reading my paper I wrote for school and I spelled color C-O-L-O-R and the man said no it's C-O-L-O-U-R and Which was like I think I know correct. too much and I'm too bright wait mm-hmm. is technically correct Danielle <laughs> not me Robin said that Oh, but it really is you know because it is though correct. <laughs> America, that's why I said the English don't, that's a whole nother topic. The English language exactly. is stupid. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Man, don't even get me started on silent letters and then mm. being told sound it out and look it up in the dictionary. How? Listen, How? listen. Winter. That was me. That was me. I did not go to an American school because you know I'm born, raised, everything in Jamaica, and. When I, one year, I think it was like probably four years ago, I started, I did this little summer thing at this um, private, like a prep school. I don't know what you guys would call prep school. Yeah, but I was so surprised at how different the Jamaican school system is from the American school system. Because, you know, like by grade one, all their children are bright. Most of them are very bright and they're learning very advanced stuff. I'm in law school. I mean, I'm second year in law school. And I think it was two days ago, I heard my mom. My mom is a teacher. She teaches, I think, grade five or grade six and in Jamaica. And she was telling them about the keys. Like Jamaica as an island, 
and saying that there are other smaller islands that make up Jamaica, but we don't really acknowledge them. And I was like, she was saying, she was saying that there are some kind of keys, whatever. I was like, girl, no, no, that's so. That's not real. You want to know that that day in my lecture, my law school lecture, I learned those keys in Jamaica. And I was like, these kids are in grade five and they knew that before I did. Wow. wow. I'm at the university. Well, wow. um, let me just say, I didn't even know that. <laughs> I'm ashamed of my heart. I've passed the number of grades. My grades let don't go, carry a number Let me no go more. find Google real quick. That's what I'm about to go on Google University <laughs> for clarify that. <laughs> Let your mom teach, okay? Teach the children. I, I'm saying, I'm I'm so surprised. And even some subjects like math, that's why when Jamaican students migrate, they always do exceptionally well. And it seems to Americans that we are gifted, but really and truly, it's just our school system and the rigidity of it. If you don't know your words, you get beaten. Mm. In America, mm. them not getting a beaten. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to hit the children, you're not allowed to touch the children. And I'm like, when I was actually in the school and learning, I think I was doing like a grade five class. You know, by grade five, they must, they're spelling some vague words. They're doing some advanced high school math. And I'm like, wait, you guys are just learning division in grade five and just learning multiplication. I'm like, it was such a shocker for me. And even talking to the teacher, I'm not judging or anything, you know. But just learning about how different experiences are. No, judge away. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I've been talking, I don't know how long I've been talking about how the American school system, America, the, we are advanced, but at the same time, especially with our school system, we are so behind. And yeah. then we talk about STEM all the time, like that's the only thing out there. Yeah, we're trying to be competitive and stuff like that, but STEM's not the only thing. And then you have your kids sitting in school for eight hours straight. We barely have gym and, and recess or anything creative anymore. And then they're stuck on science, math all day. Oh, don't get me started on math is different now. Because when they go to college, it ain't going to be like that. It's, it's regular math. So what is yep. this new math? <laughs> or the linear system and the metric system. Like, for example, I'm a registered nurse. I learned the linear system my entire you know elementary school middle school high school but when you start learning stuff related to anything science and math mm-hmm. technology related everything is metric mm-hmm. so it just don't make it doesn't make any sense because then it's like you have to unlearn everything you learn because they don't use gallons they use liters and milliliters even when mm-hmm. i'm giving medications everything is milliliters because you know you're talking about smaller kids Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean and maybe if they go home you teach the parent about giving like a teaspoon because again that's what they teach the average person about but you know learning that stuff too I agree with Robin that you know it's different like you learn something completely different than what you're learning in college and some of the math you learn you don't even use in college unless you're doing certain majors in reality yeah, and then also one of the things I was complaining about is that uh, American school system, they do it by age. I understand, but if your child is mature enough, because I'm my i a little different. I was born in Jamaica, but like in Jamaica, you can go to school once you're mature enough. So I started school when I was two. Like, And then yeah. when I come here, they're saying, oh, I'm not old enough. 
Sato wait. <laughs> yeah, that's actually five true. Five or six, right? Five or six yeah. years? Yeah, yeah, if your birthday and comes and after September K, right? 1st. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but yeah, that's nothing. my struggle. At least they weren't learning nothing in pre-K by the time, you know, I got here. So I had to wait to start kindergarten. And then I was the only kindergartner that could read. And then when I got to first grade, I was the only first grader that could read fluently. I was in chapter mm-hmm. books before everybody else. And then I remember my favorite teacher ever, Miss Kent. Love her. Like Aww, love when I say my her. favorite teacher out of my whole entire school experience, like I still remember her. Like that was like my second mom. <laughs> like she I remember her. I didn't even have her in school yet. She was making me go around reading to the other classes because she was just impressed that I was the only one that could read so fluently. And this like fourth grade is when I knew the American system for school was messed up because I remember uh, going to a parent teachers conference and they asked my mom if I took advanced math in Jamaica. I'm like, look how long I've been here. What advanced math? <laughs> <laughs> advanced math at age two? <laughs> exactly. I think that's my concern as well because I have Kari. Mm-hmm. Kari's destroying the living room right now as we speak. That's all right. It's all right. <laughs> um, he's really smart. He's two, and when he was like 18 months, he knew the whole alphabet. He could identify all the letters. He could do numbers, shapes. I don't know where he got that from. You. <laughs> like, it's a Jamaican. So <laughs> smart. And that's my concern. His birthday is November 23rd, so he'll turn five but he won't be able to go to kindergarten. I have I have taken care of children who are five who don't even know their numbers, their colors. And I'm sitting here like, why do we have to wait till a certain age? We should allow our kids to go to school if they know how to do something, if they're, if they're advanced in something. Kari's gonna be bored. Yeah. Homeschool, right. Kelly, homeschool. That's what you may have to do. My girl, listen. <laughs> That's a lot of work. And well, then, just until so he can I get into separation school. from my son because <laughs> listen, listen, it's not easy to have your child with you twenty four seven. Well, just until he can get into school, Kelly. Just until mm-hmm. he gets into school, they, that mm-hmm. way he can get skip up a grade. Because I remember my nephew; he went to um, a Christian um, daycare, and the lady who taught him taught him really really well so he actually got skipped from kindergarten to second grade and this is in the u.s so he's he's actually going into high school at age 13 um this fall so it's possible it is possible if you start early i also have that fear too like do i really want a 13 year old with 16 year olds too but he was fine he's tall my nephew is almost as tall as me because i'm and he doesn't even look okay. younger. So he, he looked actually, like 16. <laughs> he doesn't look like He looked like he's about 14 because he's tall. I think Danielle and I have a different take on this, right? Because Danielle, age, they're talking about going to high school at age 13. I'm from old school Jamaica. Danielle's still there. I went to high school on 10. So I don't see the excitement <laughs> of him going at age 13. I'm like, okay, too late. <laughs> now, what I realize about the Jamaican school system <laughs> is that we actually start school at age two. I mean, you have parents, because my parents are operating school. You have parents who, from their child, is potty trained. They send them to right. pre-K at school. 
Right. From their party okay. training, they send them to pre-K and they're learning their ABCs, one, two, threes. There's a week, months of the year, shapes, colors, all those stuff from age two. So by the time you get to grade one, you're like six years old and you're already knowing how to read, right. um, already knowing how to construct sentences and stuff like that. Um, by the time you get to high school, you're like 12, 13, 11 to 13 mm-hmm. years old because my cousins know they just turned 12, I think. Or just turned 11. <laughs> One of them. And they're, they're in, they're in um, first form, which is seventh grade. That's where high school begins. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. what's the difference here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, I, when I went to high school, I took, I took but back then they had what's called a common entrance exam. I don't know what they have now. The CXCs. And when I took the CXC, um, I was in, I was featured in the papers because I passed at an early age and early, I was a year earlier than the others. So I started off at going to Alpha High, Convent of Mercy Academy on South Camp Road. I started off uh, my, my, my first form when I was just hitting, I, I finished 10, getting ready to go on to 11. Uh, so, and I'm in April, so then the September come, I would have already been just hitting the 11, but I'd already passed the exam from before. So I, high school was early for me. So when you talk about high school and I see kids being that I'm teaching now and I see kids in eighth grade who are 12 and 13, I'm having a problem with that. And I'm having a problem where, you know, and again, it's a, it's a racial thing as well too, you know, that whole concept of it as well in our public school system, which needs a whole lot of work, but I agree. Right, I agree. Go to school. They call it basic school, right? They still call it that Danielle. Yeah, they do. Yeah, so they start basic school early. And like she said, when you're ready, so like Kyrie now, he would have been like, it would have been like normal. He's in Yeah, he would have been in like kinder three by now, learning all those regular stuff with all the kids socializing. Yeah. Yeah, I went yeah. to say but- Victoria's primary school. I have, but- I have the, the blue uniform with my pigtails. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the pigtails. Oh. And the but you know what? <laughs> I think it goes back to how the system is constructed like you said um miss denise like if you think about it depending on where you live um it determines the type of education you get yeah um so i think you know because i did like after school program and summer programs and i served as both a counselor and i was also functioning in the capacity of teaching a class for a summer camp and I had second graders who couldn't do simple math like math where you can count on your fingers and I think it goes back to you know some of these parents are so um occupied or they don't have a choice they have to work two jobs because you know some Mm -hmm. some homes don't have that second person to provide that income and so these kids are only learning when they go to school they don't have anybody at home teaching them the basics so it already sets them up yeah it already sets them up for failure from the start because by the time kindergarten comes around you have kids that can't even read yet and so these teachers are doing double time double work um and i give it to the teachers now even on virtual school you have kids who don't log in at all and they still have to be accountable for these students and for the work and i don't know if you guys saw the news article where there's a kid who had like a, I think a 0.13 GPA, um, a high school. And so they're putting him back two grades because he basically failed the whole year. And his mom was mad that he has to go so far back and start from scratch. But it just goes to show you like, you know, um, not everyone's parent puts the emphasis on education. And I think 
one thing and maybe Danielle can chime in and Robin too um and even I can speak for myself like my parents may not have been able to help me do my homework but they drilled education Mm. from the very beginning like summertime came it don't matter if you finish the reading summer list Mm -hmm. Uh, rather you better before you go outside and go ride a bike or go run outside like Mm -hmm. and write me a book report too so I know you read the book and yep. you better tell me about the book because if you can't tell me about the book you're not going outside to play tomorrow you're reading all day inside and don't you're touch it about my PTSD while we get to the end and wrap up with this I want to get a takeaway what has that been for you guys like like, like Rachel just expressed there um, like for me I'll say this um, when I look at you know you guys know Kayla quite well and, and Junior but let's just highlight Kayla for a minute and you know people say okay she's a genius and all these different things but and I remember one time she said to me she's like mom people keep asking me what do your mom give you when you get all these good grades and I said what did you tell them she's like nothing I, I tell them that's what I'm supposed to do I was like exactly because I'm from the old school where listen as long as you got a roof over your head your job is to go to school and learn my mm-hmm. job is to provide to nurture and to care okay that's it i'm not gonna mm-hmm. give you an award i'm not listen no balloons ain't coming down you're not getting a brand new pair of sneakers because you got straight a's you're supposed to get a's okay <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do the so, sneakers no, could be motivation no no <laughs> motivation nothing motivation is you get dinner and you go sleep and you're like, oh, that is a oh, motivation wow. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Now, motivate what? You can get a pair of sneakers if you need a pair of sneakers. When I got the money to get you the pair of sneakers. In terms of, I'm not going to give you the sneakers to compare, to, to, to correlate with the fact that you have an A. Uh, what, were you expecting to come home with a B and live where? Live where? Yeah. <laughs> you will be seeing your way out of here. That's what you'll be seeing your way out of here. Yes, Kelly. Even though you say that, okay, even though you say that, looking at your children's life, they had the best experience I think any child had, how they traveled, even like her graduation party, that party was dope. So even though you might have not rewarded her in the moment, she definitely got it in some big way that through her like life experiences where I think which I think is way more important than you know material it it all depends yeah I mean it's right you're right because I was thinking about it the other day like I was just thinking about it I was like oh my goodness when COVID hit Kayla was in um Greece studying right right like I haven't left this side of the hemisphere yeah yeah and then (laughs) then before that she was studying what Scotland and then Keith was Junior was over there doing the same the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's more than material things. Listen, you're the right. amount of money that that's a whole experience. Spent, exactly, the money you would have spent on material things that would have taught her nothing. You know, she got to see and be exposed to more yeah. than mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. you know, I will add. What I will add is that I think, um, you know, as we're closing this whole thing up, um, I will add that I think our spiritual background for you know most of us we can relate to that because um, I know that my parents even when I go through college listen nursing school is no joke mm. um and even applying to colleges because you know not everybody's parent has you know riches to just you know blow it on their kids so I had to take out loans which I'm still paying back now but I can say that you know it's the prayers of my parents um and the prayers of course that I prayed 
for myself and other people who are praying who were not necessarily my parents, but were in, fully vested in my um, education and wanted to see me succeed is why I was able to excel because even when I couldn't see where the money was going to come from for certain things, like I have an aunt that for all four years of college, she sent me checks for books. So I never lacked in the aspect of having to find money to buy books or having to like take the money I worked over the summer to pay for books because she would cut me a check every single summer to start school for the fall. And when I graduated, she cut me a nice, beautiful check. Yeah. You know, for graduation. And, you know, that was what I helped to use to pay for all my um, registered nursing license. So, you know, it just goes to show that blessings follow us um and when your parents are fully behind you backing you though sometimes growing up it seems difficult it seems hard it seems brash it seems like what are you talking about I can say that I've grown to appreciate um a lot of what they did because I see the difference in how I carry myself and how I can step into a room and you know you're able to claim the attention and people notice something different about you um, because of how your parents raised you and because of the community behind you and your village behind you that was there 100% to make sure that you were well-rounded to make sure that you have manners to make sure that um, you know how to represent yourself when you're outside of the house and you know how to act when you're in the house you know how to act when you're outside of the house um, because at the end of the day they always tell us that you're representing your family so always remember that that's beautiful. What about you, Danielle? Mm-hmm. What is your takeaway on education and the value of education growing up in Jamaica to where you I are think now? That, yeah, I think I've definitely learned to appreciate all the stress that comes with it. Because at the end of the day, there's a goal that I want to achieve. And it's not necessarily for me to make other persons proud. Well, that is a part of it. It's mainly to make myself proud and make myself feel good. Make my family my immediate family feel good you know feel proud of me and to achieve things that because it's not like my parents are not successful it's not like they haven't set the bar high so the bar is high up here and i'm now motivated to go even higher so Mm -hmm. i think that they have set the stone for me in terms of um being able to achieve even more than they have achieved so that's that's what i think that's my takeaway and that's absolutely true because if I'm not mistaken, they're also, they run their, they operate a school as well, right, Danielle? Yeah, they do. Yeah, so, yeah, the bar is set high, girl. <laughs> yep, and having a mom that's a teacher, having parents who are involved in the education system, no, you can't really feel. <laughs> You're no. right. And that's not all an option. You guys, all you guys on here are, are, are have achieved a lot in terms of your education and college and stuff. Robin, what's your takeaway? Um... It's just, I, the cultural aspect, definitely the religious aspect, but I think the cultural aspect for us plays more into our education, uh, especially if you're an immigrant, uh, because it's just like you have triple, me, <laughs> triple to prove. I'm an immigrant, I'm a woman, and I'm black. So I have to work four times as hard. <laughs> I mean, I ended up with two degrees. It's just, it's just like I was saying, starting back in just elementary school here, and I, I guess I, most of my career was in America, 
but you, I can see the strict difference between my peers and how I grew up with when it came to education. Like how Rachel was saying earlier, our, we weren't rich or like well off or anything like that. And my mom and grandma were always at work. But when my mom was home, that homework, even if it was done, she was looking it over. And you know them little uh, sentences? We had the words of the week and we had to do the sentences. My, per- my sentences were, were perfectly fine. No, mm-hmm. add color to them. Where's your <laughs> adjective? Yeah. That could be like the word could have been cat. I was like, the cat crossed the road. My mom was like, no. And I would be, be there all night. So the sentences were to her level. It'd be the spotted yellow cat crossed the yellow brick road. It yes. to be colorful. Yes. <laughs> and don't erase too much either because you're going to get a clean piece of paper to write it over. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh, oh, when I tell you. <laughs> yes. And nobody talk about those equations. How much oh. bar John have? <laughs> John have four. And, and you she take away two. Right. She'd make up her own math problems to make sure that I got it right. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't let me give the wrong answer to a simple math question. Mm. You just stare at me and that stare was worse than the beating. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You could feel it piercing all the way through your skull. Like, it's strong because when church you'd be on the other side of church and I would feel it in the back of my head before anybody said anything <laughs> yeah that's not Kelly, what has it been like for you what's your takeaway I mean you're an educator right now you have your yes. as well and um you know made different um changes in in schools as well from public school to private school back to public school so what is your overall just ghetto it's just super ghetto <laughs> Um, whatever. <laughs> I think now as an adult, I am frustrated with the educational system. Like today I just learned about taxes, like specific things about taxes, things that I never learned in school. A lot of the stuff that we were learning Shakespeare, I don't care about what Shakespeare got to say right now, because I don't know how to do my taxes on my own. You know, so I am really frustrated with it. But a part mm-hmm. that I must say, as far as the culture is, our parents really expected the best like even if your parents didn't know much about education or anything too much about america they had this idea that this is a place that you come to to advance um to help your family to help yourself i felt that pressure i felt like i really got my my uh my degree from my family and not really myself if that makes sense um so i i guess I did it for them and like knowing that I was doing it for them made me do it because I was about this close y'all this close to just being like I can't do this anymore um because Mm. like I said I'm frustrated with what I'm learning I don't feel like I apply majority of what um I'm learning um but as an educator now and as a mom I understand what it's like, like how my mom went through what she went through. I went to public school, then I went to private school, knowing that my mom probably couldn't afford it. Um, And because of that, I had to leave and then go back to a school that's in my district where I I didn't even need to bring anything. Not one thing. I went from having scoliosis, from carrying 88 88 books at a private school to Mm. not even needing to bring a pencil. I never studied. I got A's straight through that public school because it was just, it was, you know, 
But yes, as a mom, I'm really focused on the best education for my son. Um, right now I'm looking into like Montessori type stuff um, because apparently I went to one when I was younger, which I just found out about and I was like doing really well. Um, and I wish that, you know, that carried with me um, throughout my life because kids who are in Montessori schools, oh my God, they are super smart and advanced and I, I want that for Kari and it's more natural, it's not really forced. Like there isn't that, you know, with the Jamaican parents, they're comp you in the head if you get something wrong. Like it's, it's more like encouraging the kids. There is a way to teach kids without knocking them out at the same time, guys. Okay, I know you're probably like, no, 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 but no, like I, I'm an educator and I couldn't do that. And I still got through the children. So it is possible. <laughs> it's possible, Jamaican parents. It's possible. You just have to learn. You just have to learn certain things. Just learn. There's Google, all these, you know, all of these great things. But yes, I think I really just want to help educate, help parents know how to educate their kids, especially the the early childhood. I'm not really into like elementary or high school. Um, that's not my specialty. But yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, Danielle. <laughs> Danielle, we're going to ask you to close off today's session because I know you have something else to say and then just let the folks know how they can get in contact with us, how they can follow us on all our social media platforms. <laughs> yes. Uh, one thing that I wanted to add, I did not know that in the American, well, I knew, I found out recently, in the American school system, as Kelly said, you didn't have, you just have to walk with your book and your pencil. I did not know that that was a thing because in Jamaica, Parents are responsible for getting all textbooks, all notebooks, all the resources for their children. And I was so surprised when I learned that in America, you even get free lunch in public schools, I believe. <laughs> and I'm like, this system, like you guys are being, um, you guys are being fed by the gold spoon. Like there's no room for failure. I you want to taste the lunch it. and then you'll change your mind about being fed. You <laughs> will definitely change your mind. They feed us prison people food. Oh my god. Especially depending on where you it ain't all that listen, it ain't all that you think it is, okay? I work in the public school. Ironically, these ladies right here, especially Miss Kelly and Ms. Robin, the school that they were talking about when they went through um elementary middle school. That's where I teach. <laughs> wow. Okay. And, oh, this school's completely different now. And it's completely different now. Rachel used to work there sometimes in the after school program. She knows that's mm. what we talk mm -mm -mm. about. Mm. Mm. I'm not going to use the word, but yeah, rough. Just say it's rough, right? It's rough. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, Danielle. How, is, how the system is set up here in the U.S. with all these different states, everything is different. It's different mm -hmm. state. and it, even within just where I work, I work in Bridgeport school system, public school system, and I live in Fairfield. Now there's two different, two different things. Mm -hmm. Fairfield is predominantly white and wealthy. Bridgeport is predominantly black, brown, Hispanic, and not wealthy. Right. Mm -hmm. So even when one of my kids went to a public school, but he went to a public school in Fairfield, that was just the same as him going to a private school in the area right? oh, wow. and, then, and then kayla went to an independent school fbi guy had kids going there so that mm -hmm. kind of she went to oh. so you know so to take but they did go to public school at one point 
but they started off in a private school in a catholic school because that's what i was used to in jamaica that was mm -hmm. a standard that i know to go to private school so when they were young about four or five they were in a private school a catholic private school but i realized later on that it wasn't the same kind of a concept as it was in jamaica here it was just okay you're going but they weren't learning yeah. that's how you learn in jamaica when you go into a private school it's like yeah you're really learning right and then when mm. i realized it, i was like no but when i did send them to a public school it was still not the same as the other public school because it was a public school that was trying a new program that did a whole classical mm. kind of an aspect and that actually introduced them to music i went through it yeah right and that's why they yeah. went through that's why now they both play instruments and you know they've traveled all over the world performing as well too because they were introduced to music as an early age so even though they were in the public school for that short period of time it was a higher level of a public school so it's like it's a lot of it's a lot of dynamics to it but you know mm -hmm. um, me i grew up uh, where education was key and always have been with my dad i remember when i first came to america i was told that i was jafakin because they say I didn't sound mm. Jamaican, I don't speak Jamaican. I'm like, what the hell Jamaican? Exactly. What do you mean by that? So I could don't never get, and I had to, I remember going through just to fit in, you know, I I, I, I didn't want to be called Jafakin anymore. So I tried to learn the Patois and all that stuff. But I mean, I grew up with it a little bit, but mm -hmm. after you get educated and stuff, you know, and people are just like, so I had to adjust a little bit. And then after a while, I was like, you know what? forget you I'm just gonna be me I'm just gonna exactly. be exactly you know but for me education has always been a key because my dad and my mom instilled especially my dad really and so for me it was it was just natural for me to pass it on to my children and make that in the forefront like I don't care what else you do like get this just get this you know how they say well you guys say now get the bag the bag for me was education so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean I enjoy this conversation Danielle want to wrap us up uh, yeah go ahead girl <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thank you so much for listening to this wonderful episode. I hope that this was a very enriching conversation for you. You can find us on all social medias at Jen's XYZ Podcast. That's G-E-N-S XYZ Podcast. Uh, you can find us, you can um, send us an email at Jen's XYZ Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can, as you said, send us a voice note on Anchor. Yes, you can send us a voice note on Anchor. Let us know how you feel. Send in your opinions. If you guys want us to talk about a specific topic, you can also do that. And we'll be happy to help you. So thanks again for listening to this wonderful episode. And we'll catch y'all in the next one. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks Bye. for listening. Thanks for listening.